This podcast is a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to find out more. 50 years after the final Harry Potter book, Harry Potter is now headmaster of Hogwarts, ready to usher in a brand new generation of witches and wizards. My name's Radio Mike, and I love Harry Potter. In fact, I love Harry Potter so much that when I was a kid, I wrote a series of seven Harry Potter fan fiction novels. This is book two in that series. Welcome to Harry Potter and the Team Wizard Tournament. everyone welcome to another l post edition of harry potter and the boys a fan fiction podcast by me radio mike and uh well this might be the last l post for 2022 and uh, i wanted to start up top here by saying an enormous thank you to the listeners of this podcast over the years now I don't know if everybody listens to the Owlpost episodes, but when I look at the numbers, uh, the download numbers for the Owlpost, um, they're, they're not too much less than the actual chapter episodes. So I assume a lot of fans of this podcast are listening to um, the Owlpost, which is cool. So it's great to have you here. The Owlpost is more just me reading listener contributions and just talking more generally about the podcast. Um one thing I wanted to point out, a couple of things I want to point out at the top here, um, and uh, this will be out on Monday the 19th of December. Tuesday the 20th of December is the year finale for this podcast, not the season finale um, with Sam Gallup. We recorded that a few weeks ago, so that's been sort of sitting there ready to go out, and it is an absolute doozy of a chapter. It's uh, definitely the most sexually graphic chapter in this podcast, so if, if you, for whatever reason, listen to this podcast with kids around, definitely don't. Um, and especially not that episode. But, uh, and also on, on tomorrow's episode, big announcement for the show as well. Big announcement, uh, which I'm really, really excited about. Um, guys, I love getting owls from you and the podcast is growing a lot. So there's more and more owls coming in. Radio Mike Pod, Radio Mike P-O-D at gmail.com is the best way for you to send me an owl if you like this show. I want... In 2023, this podcast will obviously continue and I would love to have... I'd love to do a weekly owl post. Usually I do them fortnightly or every three weeks, but generally it's just when I've got enough owls in. But I would love to do a weekly owl post in 2023. So please send an owl in. You can also just DM me on Instagram, radio.mike. There's a Harry Potter and the Boys Instagram at HPATB pod. Just send a message anywhere or my website, radiomike.com.au. Just get it to me somehow. That'd be the best way. But... um. The first thing I've noticed is, of course, I've been talking a lot about how the podcast has been growing a lot towards the last few um, months of uh, 2022. The episodes that have the most downloads of late are like chapter 31, Centaur Sex Party, as well as uh, chapter 28, Neville's Sex Lessons. So in a somewhat unsurprising reality uh it seems like the sex-based chapters do tend to grow uh the the widest audience of the bunch so 
yeah, take that as you will. And, and tomorrow's episode is certainly a sexual episode. I'll tell you that much. Um, of course, on Friday, I, I did a little bonus last week uh, about uh, the Wizarding World Christmas here in Melbourne at Federation Square, hosted by friend of the show, Dave Lee Down Under. I did check it out. It was really fun. And Dave did a great job. Lots of families and kids. And I really loved seeing how... Um, Harry Potter is permeating its way into the next generation and sort of like Star Wars, you know, I love Star Wars and that came out in the 70s. But yeah, I think Harry Potter really is the new kind of thing that's going to continue through generations. And I can only assume it's going to continue to be a very like prolific franchise. So we surely have a lot of Harry Potter based content to look forward to in the future. Um, Now, Let's. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say is some. You know, the way online social media algorithms seem to work is they just random stuff just randomly starts going viral. So, in the last week, suddenly with no warning, the on Instagram, the the reel I did about uh, from where I talk about the second task of Harry Potter and the and the Goblet of I'll just put I'll just put the audio in here as a refresher. So that was like really quiet on Instagram for a while. I posted it. When did I post this clip? I posted it. Uh, I can't even see the information, right? But I posted it a few weeks ago. <clears throat> Suddenly, last week, it's now nearly at 100,000 views. And like every minute, there's like 10 new likes. And uh, there's a bunch of funny comments on there as well. Because, you know, you heard the clip there. Um Someone has commented and it's got 384 likes. Like these clips just end up having a life of their own. Hermione actually was the love of Victor's life at the time because most people saw him as this really famous guy and he didn't actually have a lot of friends. So when he met Hermione, who treated him like a normal person, he fell in love with that. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, thank you for everyone who for supporting the clips. Let's get into some of your owls. As always, I love reading your owls here on the podcast. Um, where do I start? Bloody hell, there's actually a lot of new ones. I think <clears throat> I think I actually missed this one, but it came in a while ago from uh, listener Tash. This owl uh, arrived at my door with a letter. Here's what it said. Alohomora Mike and Sammy, I'm a long-time listener and first-time owl sender. Personally, I'm a joint fan of the chit-chat and the fanfic. We love to hear this. We absolutely love to hear this. Following on the strange twin naming of Teenage Mike of John and Squidvious Mooney. Yes, the, the Mooney twins are, are two, uh, uh, I don't know, like abstract, not abstract, um, vague characters in the book. They pop in from time to time. We're not really sure if they're going to grow into more serious characters, but John and Squidvious Mooney and Lockie and Gemini. I have a real life example of weird twin names. At my childhood dance school, there were two twin girls called Pixie and Dusty. These twin names seem appropriate for a Harry Potter and the boys side character. We always felt bad for the girl called Dusty. Really, I think Pixie is the weirder name of the two. I feel like Dusty isn't a common name, but I, I have met people whose name... I have met women. There was a girl at my uni I remember called Dusty. I wasn't friends with her, but I just remember the name because it was an unusual name. But Pixie... Imagine calling your kid a mythical creature. Sorry, I'm not trying to judge people's names. It's pixie and dusting. Um, Tash goes on. I was recently watching Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban and noticed this weird inconsistency. Harry was able to use Lumos Maxima at the beginning, 
when he is at Privet Drive. It's canon, however, in Harry Potter lore that all wizards and witches that don't live in a magical household have the trace in them regulated by the Ministry. This means any magic inside the household is tracked even and reported even if it's not underage, the underage wizard. Dobby floats the cake in the second book, ruining the Dursleys' dinner, and Harry was sent the Howler, expelling him straight away. In the book, he was sent the Howler. It doesn't happen in the movie. Fudge lets Harry off lightly, saying blowing up his aunt isn't that big of a deal. I think the Ministry is relieved that Harry hasn't been murdered by Sirius, but shouldn't have they been concerned sooner when Harry was casting Lumos, marking magic use, as it assumed that Sirius has broken out to kill Harry. In the book, Harry uses a torch to read at night, but the theatrical effect creates a plot hole. Tash actually wrote pothole, but I assume you meant plot hole. Now, here's uh, here's what I have to say on this. This is my head canon because obviously in the movie, at the start of that movie, Tash is right. You see Harry Potter using Lumos Maxima to read his spell books, and Uncle Vernon keeps coming in and he, and he keeps turning the light off. Now, one, the movies aren't canon, but. I did think it was a really stupid decision from J.K. Rowling at the time, who must have been approving things going into the movies, that she let that happen. Because, yes, by the logic of the books, it it is a breach of that, that rule. You can't use magic outside of school if, you're, um, if you are underage. And, but here is my explanation for it and my headcanon for this, right? Because I think that... I actually think that... It's a, it is a rule, but one, when you think about it, when Ron goes home for the summer, right, there's magic happening all around him. Like, everyone would be seeing his, all of his family are doing magic, his house is magic, his parents are doing magic all the time. So, really, they don't even know if he's doing magic or not. I bet you he is doing magic outside of school on the holidays, and no one can really know. It's sort of just Harry's unluckiness that he... Is a, he lives with a muggle family, so they have the trace on him, right? But I actually think that that rule, and this is my headcanon again, is is more like, what's a rule in the real world that... Okay, it's sort of like jaywalking. Maybe a little bit different, but it's kind of like jaywalking. Whereas, like, like, for example, in Australia, and I assume most places in the world, it's actually against the law to jaywalk across the street. As in, cross the street cross a main road where there's no pedestrian lights to cross, right? And most people do it anyway, and I seriously doubt the police would ever pull someone over for it, right? I think, generally, if kids are just using Lumos to light up their wands and see something more clearly, I think that the ministry's like, oh, well, like, we're not going to send a kid, we're not going to expel a kid for you literally lighting up his wand as a torch, or even just any other basic spells, like even like Wingardium Leviosa out of sight of muggles. Like I don't think they're going to care at all or expel people. So I actually think that this one, they'd turn a blind, they'd just be like, he's literally just use, using a light on his wand. I don't think that's a big deal. Um, but, you know, stuff like more serious magic in the presence of muggles, I think is more the the worry because the whole thing is concealing wizard identities and stuff anyway that's just my thoughts send in your own thoughts uh tash goes on it's great to have another harry potter medium since fantastic beast was such a flop keep doing what you're doing and and can't wait to see if the next chapter actually holds explanations or just more centaur sex from tash thank you so much tash send another owl in very soon really appreciated hearing from you 
Moving on from that, we have an owl in from Lucas Harris, who I can only assume is an Aussie because he starts his email, his owl, with G'day Mike. Lucas Harris. G'day Mike, I'm writing to let you know that I'm a huge fan and I love all your content. Thank you so much. I recently discovered this fan fiction while searching for Harry Potter related stuff. I listened to all the episode and it took only six days and I'm now all caught up. I'm a diehard Ravenclaw. We are clearly in the best house. I mean, we have you in it, so how can it not be? Yes, I'm a Ravenclaw too. Love us Ravenclaws. I wrote in to talk about the Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone movie. It's the scene where Harry learns how to get onto platform nine and three quarters. If you play it through from when he first sees the Weasleys for the first time, then watches Percy goes through the barrier first. You can see that on the left is a muggle walking a couple of metres away. Surely the Muggles saw Percy as he was travelling through the barrier. Anyway, thank you for, the, for reading this. Keep up the great work. Lucas from Ravenclaw. P.S. I strongly believe that book five is the best. Harry falls in love. Umbridge arrives at the ministry, has its meddling. Uh, Umbridge arrives. The ministry has its meddling. The fight with Voldemort. Harry learns the prophecy and meets Luna Lovegood. F- flying festivals. That is basically it, but the movie does suck dick. But the book is the best. PPS, aren't you happy I'm in Ravenclaw? PPPS, please try to bring back Dilrook Jayasinna. Hopefully Dilrook will come back at some point on the podcast at some time. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of sort of suspension of disbelief with muggles seeing stuff. Because yes, of course muggles would be seeing people running into the barrier. And even I think in Prisoner of Azkaban, Harry actually says, why can't the muggles see the night bus travelling on a muggle road? And they're like, oh, they don't use their eyes or whatever they say. So I don't know. That, that, that's just something that you kind of just suspend your disbelief to. But you're right. Like, even after muggles see the flying car in Chamber of Secrets, like, actually imagine today in 2022, if, if a flying car was in the sky, right? Everyone would have filmed it. It would have been posted online everywhere. And, and like, there would just be... Everyone would be looking at it. Everyone would have seen it. They'd have to obliviate every single person in the world because it would be all over the internet. And and wizards don't even understand the internet. So I don't know. I don't know how they would handle it. Um, a few of you have been sending in some uh, Harry Potter bands and songs based on some of the uh, some of the recent stuff uh, we've been doing on the pod. Scott Izzard from the UK actually sent in a few. Uh, Peter Pettigrew Amada. I don't know, is there a band called Groove Amada? Yes, there is. Electronic duo from Britain. I don't think they have really uh, gotten into Australia because I've actually never heard of them. But there you go for British listeners. Peter Pettigrew Amada. Um, next we have, I, I actually like the next few. Fallout Boy Who Lived. I think Sam actually did that one on the pod. Nearly Headless Nickelback. That's a great one. Tina Time Turner, another really good one. I really like this one. Like um like Umbridge over Troubled Water. Um, that uh, those are all amazing. Thank you. Keep sending those in. I'll read them on the outpost. Uh, a few more guys. We've actually got a fair few more. Maybe I'll split this. I mean, well, we're not doing it. There's actually a lot. Jesus. Maybe I'll have to split some. So if you don't hear your owl on this app, um. Just expect to hear it on the next one. Uh, Mitchell Avellino. Thank you for writing in, Mitchell. Hello, Hamora Mike. Fell in love with Harry Potter and the Boys. I've been binging it nonstop at work since I found the Filch video on TikTok. And I like that. That just shows that, you know, cutting together all these little clips and putting them online is really helping with the podcast growth. 
The podcast is so amazing and hilarious. Thank you. Rate it five stars on Spotify, please. It's amazing that the writings can be so eloquent, yet a dash of incoherence. Totally a compliment. Lucky for me, I work alone on acreage and can laugh as loud and frequently as I like. You have me in stitches. Awesome feedback. Thanks, Mitchell. P.S. You and Sam have the best chemistry. I love his input as well. Thanks a lot, Mitchell Avellino. Awesome. Send in an owl again soon, Mitchell. We love to hear it again. Um, All right. Final owl for this week. Uh, Lucy Dowling, new listener of the show. Thank you so much. Um, I'll just, I'll read this out. Radio Mike, I have a bone to pick. I was going to slide into your DMs and ask you on a date. Classic. Lots of girls do. No, that's not true at all. Um, But just started listening to Harry Potter and the boys and your opinion of Hufflepuff has upset me. A few people have said this to me, actually. I think in the early episodes of this pod, I made some uh, aggressive comments about Hufflepuffs being really boring people um, because they don't fit into any other house. Uh, So, oh yeah, well, well, Lucy goes on. The qualities you're missing about Hufflepuffs are humour, kindness and modesty, which is why they don't shout about it. The fact a girl you were dating gave you the ick because she was in Hufflepuff, that's a true story, makes me sad. That's all. Keep it up. Thank you, Lucy, for that uh, lovely owl you've sent in. I really, really appreciate that. All right, we usually end the owl post with uh, some kind of news story related to Harry Potter as well as a meme of the week. Here's a, uh, here's a little news story um, that I just saw from the BBC. Rare Harry Potter book kept in attic auctioned for £8,000. Now, 8,000 British pounds in Australian dollars is about nearly 15,000 Australian dollars. It's a lot of money. Let's uh, take a look at this article. Uh, a, rare, a rare edition of the first Harry Potter book never released to the public has been auctioned for £8,000. The copy, which was signed by author J.K. Rowling, was one of only 15 produced for a competition to mark the 15th anniversary of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. It was awarded to entrant Chloe Esselmont, then age 16, from Cumbria. That's so funny. Cumbria. C-U-M-Bria. Sorry, guys. That's very immature. Auctioneers had described it as being particularly scarce as there was no record of similar copies being sold. Publisher Bloomsbury organised the competition in 2012 and asked fans to write fans of the series to write a colourful letter explaining why they loved it. Um, yeah, okay. And then... Miss Esselmont from Cumbria won it. The book contained a dedication to her. It's like a a hardcover book. Um, And she, the entry she designed to win it was like a map of the school, similar to a Marauder's map. Um, Yeah, very, very interesting. Basically just a rare version of the first book that has never been sold and you can't get another copy of. So no wonder it was, it went for so much. Um, here is meme of the week, and uh, Sam Garlep actually sent me this. It's a little meme you may have seen gone a little bit viral, and it is basically the names of Harry Potter books if they were from the perspective of our boy Ron Weasley. This uh, was in the Harry Potter subreddit, by the way. So here's what the uh, books would be called. Of course, the first one, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, or Sorcerer's Stone, if you're an American, uh, would be called 
Ronald Weasley and that time I sacrificed myself and nobody batted an eye. That's a that's a good one because Ron, of course, sacrifices himself on the chess set, um, which doesn't actually... Uh, when you actually think about that, though, he was on the night, right? He could have just gotten off the night and told it to go checkmate the king, but he decided to stay on the night and make an unnecessary sacrifice. So not quite sold on that. Chamber of Secrets becomes Ronald Weasley... And that time nobody cared that I braved my greatest fear. Of course, yes, he went into the forest with uh, with all the spiders, his biggest fear. Uh, I love the third one. So, of course, Prisoner of Azkaban becomes Ronald Weasley. And that time my own brothers gave Harry a magical map instead of me and casually didn't mention I'd been sleeping with another dude for years. I, I actually think it should be... I think I saw another version of this and it was like Ronald Weasley and the time I I got attacked by a dog who broke my ankle and I still stood up for my friend. And yeah, anyway, let's, uh, let's continue. Book four. Ronald Weasley and that time I finally got fed up with being overlooked. Number five. Ronald Weasley and that time I became a fucking king. Book six, Ronald Weasley and that time I got with a stage five clinger. And then number seven, Ronald Weasley and that time I finally got out of the friend zone. Yeah, classic. Um, okay, that will do it for this week's Outpost. See you for tomorrow's episode, chapter 35 of Harry Potter and the Team Wizard Tournament, The Head of Giving Head. My name is Radio Mike. Follow us on the Instagram, send in an owl, follow us on the TikTok, just follow us somewhere. And uh, goodbye, Hummers. Love you guys. podcast was a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to check out all our other content, stay up to date at radio.mike on Instagram, and get in touch, radiomikepod at gmail.com.